Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about the assemblage point. What is the assemblage point? In a simplistic way, the assemblage point is your point of perception. Or basically, in, in your language, you say like point of view a lot to denote the fact that, you know, different people have different um, angles that they look at the world. So the assemblage point is a unique way that the energy enters your body um, and the unique perception that it creates. So basically, as um, your light bodies are formed, um, the energy needs to enter your auric field, you know, in a particular spot, as well as under a particular angle. And how exactly that energy enters, you know, your cocoon of existence, if you will, or your auric field, would very much determine how you perceive the world. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, how how does it look? Well, I mean, it um, it's really just like a clustered energy spot, right? So um, those people that can see energy would perceive that as a cluster of energy that is greater than everything else in the auric field. Like a spot. Like a concentration. concentration yeah, like a mini sun, if you will. Uh, although the sun is like a really bad analogy. But, you know, like if... Um, it's like the gateway, the entry point that is also the cluster point of, of that life force energy. Yeah. And um, what does it consist of? What does energy consist of? Like maybe this particular kind of energy. Or maybe where is it coming from? Well, it is um, basically the the closest place that we could trace it back to would probably be the energy of your higher self is how I would describe it. So you, it's definitely the energy of your own personal consciousness, right? That splits off from your higher aspects and then gets integrated into this personal dimension. And so... Basically, this body, this vehicle that you're operating, um, you know, you, you could say that it would have existed on planet Earth, whether your consciousness decided to operate it or somebody else's consciousness decided to operate it, arguably, right? So what makes you, you is the fact that at one point, you know, this split consciousness from your higher aspect entered this body vehicle through the assemblage point hmm. and thus inhabited this particular cocoon, this particular body form with your own personal energy. 
Hmm. And how is it formed? How is the assemblage point formed? Yeah, is it like a at a particular when you are birthed? Like at this No, way be, well the consciousness can enter the body whenever the consciousness chooses to enter the body. So it's not that it is formed, like that gateway exists, right? If that gateway, if that opening, if that point in the physical body and the light bodies, the future light bodies, right? The potentiality of them did not exist. Your higher consciousness, your higher self, shall we say, your soul energy would not know how to anchor itself into this dimension. This is kind of like the connective point, the point of merging of what truly is you with this vehicle that is really more like a piece, piece of clothing, like this body. Than, than something that truly belongs to you, right? So it's not that it is created when you decide to inhabit the body. The body has a particular structure, right? So how should I explain it? I mean, kind of like a car, like a car has an engine, the car has to have the doors, the car has to have the, the windows, et cetera, et cetera, right? To make that car perfect for purpose of driving humans around. Now, whether you choose to fill the engine with fuel or you don't, the engine still exists. Right. So um, in the same way, that assemblage point is part of, like the fact that it exists, it's part of the makeup of the matrix, if you will. Mm. You know, it's just how these vehicles are created. It's not part of your energetic bodies. It's part of the matrix. But the matrix of the energetic body exists whether, you know, it's just not being animated. Uh -huh. Like the matrix of that thing exists. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, yeah, like the lines that are going to make up that energy are there. It's just there. Let, let's just say that they're being in the, in the grayed out state where movement doesn't happen, but they exist as a potentiality. It's not by the virtue of you choosing to inhabit this body that all of a sudden all these structures get built. The structures exist. Mm -hmm. So for instance, for um, a stillborn baby, right? All of the light bodies are going to be intact. They're just not going to be animated bodies if a soul that never chooses to go, go down and go in. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the assemblage point is the point, and the reason it's a cluster is because through it, the energy enters, and that is also where, you know, and then, of course, that energy gets distributed through all of your light bodies in the exact proportions that these bodies need for existence, and yet um, a big chunk, a big cluster of that energy um, is designed to stay within this assemblage point because it's kind of like your connective tissue. It's... Mm, how should I explain it? Um, it's almost like you are, this is going to be a bad analogy, but I have to, like you are the TV set and you, you know, you, you have this cord that would connect you to electricity, right? Mm -hmm. Now, as the cord connects to electricity, technically speaking, that one connection point would have um, like a very um, like bright charge compared to everything else around it because this TV set now starts cons consuming this electricity. So in the same way, this assemblage point holds on to a lot of energy because 
if any of your light bodies need healing or anything else, this is kind of like the point where this energy is going to be distributed from. So it's like a well in, in some, in some sense. So like basically when, um, your higher self splits off a portion of its consciousness and sends it down to earth, obviously there is predetermined work that you have to do. And there is a path and all of that. Right. So, um, let's say that it is determined that you would need a certain amount of energy. Your higher self sends you with more energy than that because stuff happens. Unexpected circumstances happen. People lose energy all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, energy is being taken from you. You, you know, you, you give it away free. All, all kinds of things happen, right? So you need to maintain that well of energy. Otherwise, if you, you know, use too much, then you cannot function properly and can replenish uh, through your normal like sleep cycles and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. So assemblage point is both the point through which the energy initially enters the light bodies and, you know, the physical body for that matter, um, as well as how it gets distributed. And also this is the point where um, the well, where you would tap into for more energy if need be, if you got depleted. At the same time, the purpose of it outside of that initial point when the body got animated is really, it forms your perception, like your unique angle. So the interesting part, right? Uh, and you didn't ask me about that, but I, I want to kind of like preface that because that could be a little bit confusing, right? Every planet by definition has a certain or let me take it a step far, further, uh, not even um, a certain vibration, but, um, you know, it is going, it, it's in a particular place in sort of evolutionary cycle. And so all the souls that come to the planet are either roughly going through the same circle. Or there is something about that evolutionary cycle that is resonating with them. So uh, beings on one planet, especially of one species, generally share an assemblage point. So if you look at humanity, right, um, human beings have an assemblage point that is roughly in the same part of their physical body, if, well, physical body, um, because the reason I say physical body, assemblage point is not in the physical body, but that like when you think about the location of your organs or anything, you inevitably as humans go to your physical body to try to pinpoint where it is, if that makes sense. Right. Right. So um, the assemblage point really in the more cosmic sense is, like I said, the anchor. And it's generally an anchor around a particular chakra point. So, you know, let's say that in the most simplistic form right now, you have seven chakras, right? Like the let's take the most rudimentary version of the chakra system. Um, technically speaking, on planet Earth, um, humanity is undergoing two simultaneous lessons and you could say that um, so is the planet itself right so a lot of energy is clustered in the solar plexus and a lot of energy is clustered in the heart centers right specifically a lot of women are in the green a lot of men are in the yellow and i think we've like we've spoken about that so many times before yeah because you guys are one species and because your energies are so intertwined, right? Or any kind of separation is really illusory. Like it's, it really doesn't exist. 
So humanity has a common assemblage point that represents the sum total of, of kind of like where both genders are into where one species is in terms of its evolutionary uh, path, right? So right now the assemblage point of humanity is somewhere between the green and the yellow center, mostly in, in people's chests, right? So it's in the chest area with women's assemblage point being a little bit higher than men's, just like a couple of, you know, maybe like an inch or two, right? Because again, women are, um, you know, most of them are going through the lessons of the green chakra, which is higher and the yellow chakra is a little bit lower in men. When you say point of view, you generally mean, so basically what we just, what it just told you is that pretty much it's the same spot for most quote unquote healthy humans. And yet you would probably agree that all of you have somewhat varying temperaments, you know, uh, viewpoints, backgrounds, everything, right? Like it's not like it's one human walking the, the planet earth and everybody just like look and feel and think the same. Um, you know, there are over 6 billion of you and you all think very differently. And the reason being is because despite the fact that you all are roughly anchored around the same chakra as a species, because that is what is a match to your vibrations. That is a match to how evolved you are as a species or non-evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, Every person is different because the angle at which the energy of your higher self enters your body is different. So you all have an angle and it can be, um, like, um, you know, a trajectory that kind of like enters, um, it's, um, like a very thin angle or like a very broad angle. So sometimes it almost like comes across as the energy entering from the top or the energy entering from the body bottom or the uh, energy, um, you know, entering kind of like smack horizontally, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that really determines your perception. So when, when you say somebody is a realist or somebody that, you know, just looks at the world with a very, you know, um, objective, so to say mind, this is an example of, of an energy that enters through a horizontal pathway into that assemblage point. So it's a very level set energy. Um, if the energy enters from up above, you would get a lot of optimists. If your energy is entering from like bottom upwards, you would get a lot of, you know, people who are pessimistic or people who are prone to depression, things like that. Hmm. If that makes sense. sense. Uh, because of those angles and how that energy enters, right? Um, a a big chunk of your personality is going to come from that, how you view the world, among other things. Now, obviously, the energy structure of the human body is incredibly complex. You borrow a lot from your ancestors. But let's just say it is one of the contributing factors of, of how you would perceive the world and how you would choose to later on act. And this is also something that throughout your life, generally speaking, throughout this incarnation, one incarnation, remains unchanged. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's almost like your energetic imprint that is like the most true you at the at the particular point of your evolution right yeah so it means that the location is given like a blueprint 
There is a blueprint for humanity on planet Earth. Absolutely. In this point in time. Now, as the planet evolves, as the the species evolve, that um, point uh, would tend to ascend, Uh meaning that that point just moves up the chakra system. Now, that might take millennia, more than that, you know, it, it just takes forever, honestly. But um, generally, the assemblage point with the evolution of the planet moves up because upwards are lighter energies, less dense energies, uh, more expansive viewpoints. I mean, it, it's, it's really as above, so below. Uh, we're going back to the uh, hermetic principles because ascension you know, of your soul is really the same thing as it's kind of like, or, or it's not the same thing, but it's, it's let's say, just like corresponding to how you would feel in the physical if your assemblage point moved from your heart center to your throat center to your third eye to your crown. Mm-hmm. Because that is also a form of ascension, right? As your assemblage point moves from lower chakra points to higher, to, to higher chakra points, your perception of what's important really changes. Um, humanity really started with the assemblage point at the root center, which was when all was about survival, right? Uh, all of the survival instincts, like, uh, you know, everything is danger. Um, you know, it was all about like providing and hunting for food or like gathering food and all of that. Right? It was like a very primal, almost animal instinct type of world. Right. Mm-hmm. Luckily, as a species, you've evolved. Right. So now we're exploring love. Right. Green center, heart center, love, compassion, relationships. How can we really exist and, you know, put the energy of community forward? That is really the challenge that humanity has taken on. Mm-hmm. And of course, as, as part of that, there are still yellow energies that are very prevalent, which is also something that humanity has not graduated from yellow energies, has not graduated from the solar plexus center, because there is still a lot of me versus you, you versus me, and that unhealthy sense of self. You know, what is it? What's my worth? Who am I truly? Am I enough? Right. So up until humanity works through the self-worth issue and the self-love issue, we're not going to really move past uh, the yellow center so that that heavier, slightly heavier energy is going to like kind of pull humanity down a little bit Mm -hmm. and prevent humanity to fully graduate into the green sphere. Uh, You know, as 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 both, um, you know, men and women and. um, Yeah, and then then the next. jump from here would be um moving um you know to the throat center and the third eye that would be like the the next frontier to conquer you you already mentioned that it is your point of view right so i just wanted maybe to go a little bit deeper into the meaning of the assemblage point i've also heard that it basically affects of all aspects of your life like the mood energy hormones even um even hormones even hormones right yeah what gets secreted why uh, when and how much so how how does it affect one's life like what what actually how does it influence people's lives well your point of view influences everything mm-hmm. so on the one hand right and it is important that like first let's let's look at the humanity as a whole right the collective consciousness the reason that you kind of roughly agree that you all live in the same world, right, is because 
generally speaking, human perceptions are very similar. And human issues are very similar. Not a lot of you are in the psychology field. But for those of you that are in the psychology field, uh, you probably notice through your practice that, you know, especially if you've done it for a long period of time, you know, most human trauma, most human issues really boil down to like five to 10 major things. So it's really everybody's going on, going through the same stuff. Although individually, they perceive that they're going through very, very different things, right? So um, basically, the what contributes to your collective sense of sanity is the fact that your assemblage point as a species is in the same spot, roughly, give or take, right? So most people are kind of like within a predefined range. They behave within a predefined range. Their habits are very similar to each other. They respond very similar to conditioning. You know, it, it is indeed a very coherent and cohesive species, right? So, and that is why actually when somebody has a viewpoint that's dramatically different from the norm, and the norm is, by the way, the collective consciousness, you tend to say, oh, they're like from another planet. Or they're like, oh, they're like from another world or something. Or like, oh, they're really crazy. And that is really, these are all the words to denote somebody whose assemblage point is significantly different from the collective human assemblage point. Hmm. If that makes sense. Makes sense. Now within that, right? Now we've defined the level of normality. The level of normality is an assemblage point that's somewhere in the chest area and the energies that it would, you know, deal with and, 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 and work through and explore are the solar plexus and the heart centers, right? That's pretty much what describes the assemblage point of humanity today. Then we get into a range of, of viewpoints. And it's yeah. actually, again, a super, super small range. So if we took like all of existence as 100%, the difference of perceptions that you're experiencing through the same assemblage point, the way it is for humanity, is like 0.001%. Like it's really a very small range hmm. of what's possible in the universe, right? So again, like you all, and I know it's like really, really a weird thing to comprehend because you feel like you're so different from somebody in a different country that was born to different means, you all are roughly going through the same exact experience down mm. to a T. And you're, a lot of you are going to walk out of here, out of this incarnation, with the same exact learnings. That's mm. the funny part. And that's why, yeah, and hey, right now you're going through a collective pandemic. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this because truly you are all playing the same game from the same assemblage point with just some tweaks in perception. Very light, by the way. Hmm. That's why there are not so many crazy people um, on planet Earth, quote unquote, crazy. Um, so, but going back to your original question, the assemblage point does really matter or spe that, that specific angle. Now, by the way, um, there is the healthy assemblage point of the collective. And of course, there are deviations. And then there are deviations that happen in people's lives that are temporary. And then there can be deviations that happen in somebody's life. And then it's a more permanent type of deviation. Um, and it could be something that has, you know, been predetermined or not, depending on circumstances. Um, 
your assemblage point is like the specific angle that the energy enters your body really determines you know your outlook your habits like i said the uh the hormones you know you can be either hyperactive or hypoactive uh, depending on you know what kind of hormones and, and and how the energy enters your body you would be reacting to the same circumstance very differently uh you could be reacting depending on you know how the energy enters your body hmm. that would also inevitably impact your decision making right because again perception is everything right there is no truth as as, as we have uh discovered there is only perception perception is everything mm-hmm. and really the definition of truth is the sum total of all perceptions huh. really Makes sense. um so you know how the, the particular angle that you see the world is is going to determine your future in in more in pretty much every way that counts and how how stable is it like how often does it change or shift and what does what kind of what things can affect the shift of your assemblage point yeah it is fairly stable um short term um short term changes are possible um short term changes can be uh self-induced and intentional or they can be unintentional an example of well actually your so your assemblage point um temporarily changes um every night when you go to sleep like theta state for instance changes your assemblage point now when you wake up though that is when you start perceiving the world right and that is when it goes back straight to the same spot where you started last night or before going to bed mm-hmm. yeah so it's fixed for as long as you're awake. Now, when you're not awake, it is actually one of the reasons and one of the tools that enables, you know, you to have dreams, to travel to like far worlds, to get healing when you're sleeping, uh, to go out of body, all of these things, right? Are enabled through the fact that you're not actually coined into a particular spot. Like your energy could move around in a way that it wants or in, in the way that serves it. Uh, what can change the assemblage point position? A lot of things. Um, now, again, a lot of these are very temporary changes and they generally go back to normal, quote unquote. Um, I'll give you a, an example. Uh, do you know, like sometimes you wake up and you just feel off. Yep. Like I just feel off today. Like I don't feel, don't feel like, like quite like me. I feel like strange or different or whatever. All of those things is really you just being present to the fact that your assemblage point is not in its quote unquote normal state for you. And it's generally a temporary thing. And honestly, so many things get impacted from the position of the planets, seriously, to um, stress, to uh, if you got sick, to trauma. And it can be emotional trauma, physical trauma. Like if you hurt yourself really badly in an accident of some sort, it could really change your assemblage point. Um, or if you um, just lost a loved one, um, that is generally, um, you know, any kind of loss 
or you know depressive states um, is a shift of the assemblage point downwards so it moves down um, in, in your body mm-hmm. now another way that you can start feeling off is when it's just off center so as far as the vertical axis is concerned it's still in the right spot but it can be off um, in relationship to your horizontal center right because you know you're you really your energy is um, how do you know that you're centered or not centered? There is like a cross, right, that goes through your body. You know, there is the upward um, pillar of the cross, and then, then there is the, um, or should I say the vertical, and then there is the horizontal, right? Mm-hmm. And then in, 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 the, in the center, there is like the, the heart and the, the center of the assemblage point. So if it shifts to the left or shifts to the right, especially if it shifts far, you're going to start feeling off as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is generally um, actually because the horizontal shift, it's, it's generally shift what, uh, you know, into more of your masculine, masculine or more of your feminine. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, and sometimes it can be a healthy shift and sometimes it can be an unhealthy shift. Hmm. Right. So sometimes when your assemblage points or when you feel off um, and it like um, and you feel like maybe a little bit aggressive or angry it's probably your, compared to your normal self, yeah. right? It's probably, uh, your assemblage point probably temporarily moved to the right, which is more the masculine, right? Oh, the angle has changed, right? No, the angle, that's the, that's the one thing that doesn't really... Oh, the <laughs> angle never changed. Never say never. Let's uh-huh. just say that this is a much more permanent situation. Oh. Can it change during the lifetime or it's yes. something? Yeah. Yes, it can change during the lifetime. And that is when we're getting to the second part of of this very long-winded answer. It's just like a very complex topic that yeah. I'm trying to condense into very simple words and, and uh, failing at times. Uh, but basically, there are permanent shifts that are um, possible. Just, just one quick note before going to permanent. Temporary shifts of consciousness are also every altered state that anybody's ever experienced. So any type of drug, whether that's a hallucinogenic drug or any drug really, changes your assemblage point temporarily. Alcohol changes your assemblage point temporarily. Even um, cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Um, Big uh, uh, adrenaline rush. Any time there, anytime there is a spike of a hormone, especially kind of like unexpected or unpredictable, it changes your assemblage points. Like large uh, spikes of serotonin in the brain and dopamine in the brain changes your assemblage point. Hmm. Um, uh, an orgasm actually changes your assemblage point because in that moment in time, your hormonal structure momentarily is experiencing, like you're experiencing a certain outburst of hormones. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of, the, all, a lot of these things do meditation actually can change your assemblage point or even like a good yoga flow right but again temporarily temporarily it would make you feel better like we're different um then you'd kind of go back um and then of course the reason that people do take hallucinogenic drugs or substances or you know not even sure that calling them drugs is a the proper terminology maybe let's call the medicine right um the the whole point of taking that is to alter your state which means tweak your assemblage point 
right? And to have a more expansive view. Generally speaking, uh, when, when you're taking a hallucinogenic um, type of substance, uh, your assemblage point travels up the vertical ladder a little bit, right? And even, even a path of like an inch higher can feel extremely exciting and expansive because it's quite literally like it takes you high. That's why I say like, get me high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the assemblage point is like going up. <laughs> up always is more expansive consciousness. Up always is a more um, integrated type of view, bigger picture thinking. Insight is really bigger picture thinking. Mm-hmm. That type of change really exposes um, blind spots, right? Mm-hmm. It shines the light on the on the blind spots. Temporary, oh, sorry, permanent shifts are possible in an assemblage point. Um, they could be good, they could be bad. Um, what you call an example, should I say, of a very uh, something that would be like a permanent negative shift. Uh, would be schizophrenia, for instance. That is somebody's assemblage point shifting. And it could be maybe not permanent, but like a prolonged time frame. It's not like schizophrenia doesn't disappear in like three hours, unfortunately. If it did, you guys wouldn't have such a hard time treating it. Another example, because like assemblage point can go up, can go down, you know. Um, Depression is actually an example of a prolonged, albeit not forever, thankfully, but it's a prolonged example of a shift in an assemblage point. Nobody is born depressed. Trust me. <laughs> Nobody is born depressed. It's a shift in an assemblage point. Um, uh, on the opposite side of the scale, somebody that you would call enlightened has potentially undergone an upward shift in that assemblage point during the lifetime yes yeah yes um and that is also sometimes when when people say oh i had an awakening right Mm -hmm. and then for them there's really the life before the awakening and the life after and they can describe exactly what happened and blah 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 and sometimes it's a very interesting story like i don't know like a a quick example um Somebody has a near-death experience. When that energy comes back into the body, the assemblage point shifts, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the energy kind of left and then it, it came back. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> came back to the same cocoon. So the, the angle would generally change, at least slightly. And generally that soul, because it has just been through, you know, a lot closer to the veil, Right. It comes back with a more expansive consciousness so that that energy enters the the body from a higher angle. So these people would very often change their assemblage point post that situation. Um, Actually, when somebody is in a coma uh, and then they come back, that is, again, a shift. Uh, A shift could happen in their assemblage point. But we were back to the people saying that they have an awakening, right? That they're the before and after. That could be an example of like a little bit more of a permanent shift in, in an assemblage point. Mm-hmm. Now, if your shift is pretty dramatic, it is possible that individual human beings can have an assemblage point that is completely distinctly different from the rest of humanity by a lot. It is possible. 
you know, somebody like in, in the Himalayas, right, their lifestyle might be very different. They might have, there are human beings with assemblage points in, in the third eye center on earth today. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not the rule, right? They also happen to not interact a lot with people with the other assemblage points because there is actually very few, very little commonality that they would find looking at the world from such different lens. Mm-hmm. Because truly from somebody or for somebody that's looking at the world from the third eye perspective, suffering might not be reality. And somebody who is still in the yellow green center, suffering is is pretty much the only reality sometimes. Right? Yeah. But again, as a general rule, that's not what humanity is. Humanity is not yet at the third eye level. Hmm. Got it. Okay, that's really cool. And uh, how how to see your assemblage point or how to un- how to locate it? Uh, why would you want to do that? Hmm. So I was thinking what maybe uh, if you know that it's out of alignment, maybe you would want to move it back, right? So kind of accelerate the change if it makes sense, of course. Like uh, working with assemblage point is teaching somebody to work with assemblage point is, 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 is hardcore. <laughs> it's like hardcore spirituality. So you guys are in, in first, first grade math. You're asking me a PhD question. It is going to be completely irrelevant to 99.99999% of listeners of this podcast. And even if I were to try to explain, it takes years of practice to actively change your assemblage point. There are some very light practices that we can do, but they're going to be at the level of first grade math. They're not going to be at the level of PhD math. And there is a reason for that because every lesson and every energy practice has to come at the right time for an individual, for them to be able to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And this is just not the time for humanity. They're not uh, at that level yet that they are, that they could comprehend, you know, how to work with assemblage point at the level that, you know, it could be worked with. When I was doing my research, I, I saw a lot of uh, practitioners who can move your assemblage. Temporarily. Yeah, or like how they call it, center. Temporarily. And by the way, centered is not moving the assemblage point. Mm, yeah, I mean, moving it back to the blueprint position, right? So to the perfect when position. They, when they're centering the assemblage point, really most of more often than not the movement that's happening is a horizontal movement it's a horizontal uh, axis of the cross so they're not really moving much they're just like slightly tweaking that it's not like you can go, come to a practitioner and he'll take you from the green chakra to the third eye oh yeah so basically what i meant is that not moving it like upgrading it, right? Moving it higher. 
but if it's out of alignment and then you know that your assemblage point is at the particular spot when you at the optimal state and then you know that it's out of alignment because you feel bad and then you want to move it back to feel good back again yeah like would that make sense it does make sense yeah which is what that is easy actually so that is first first great math thank you for clarifying um yeah. however i'll like let and i'll give you a practice i have no problem with that but let me preface that with this statement be be careful what you wish for because um, there is a reason why the assemblage point is a moving target there is a reason why it is not set on stone it could have been by the way so the same beings that created this vehicle for souls a vehicle of a human body for souls to be able to experience this time-space reality could have designed it any which way they wanted and yet right they designed it in a way that the assemblage point could travel quite easily vertically temporarily not vertically sorry horizontally you know from to the, to look to the left to the right to the left to the right which is really for a human being that is how they integrate duality right that is how you integrate your left and your right this is how you integrate your masculine and your feminine this is how you get to one androgynous core so basically when you're feeling out of alignment this is the time of the greatest lesson not for you to escape those feelings but for you to dive deeper because in essence when you're getting a headache or when you're getting a stomach ache or what have you it's a message that something is out of alignment or that maybe you're not on your path or maybe something that you're doing is not serving you or maybe there's an emotion that you're not willing to acknowledge and live through and you just decided to bury it in a particular part of your body now instead of diving deeper into that emotion or into that pain or into that symptom humanity has created painkillers of all kinds and they work really really well so what you do instead is you reach out for the medicine and you say okay well i this headache is giving me discomfort I don't want to deal with the discomfort neither do i want to hear this message right now or try to attempt to understand what it's telling me in fact i just want that headache gone and i want to be you know on on my you know regular scheduled programming so you take the pill hmm. and that is the same thing when you know you go to a practitioner or you yourself try to change that assemblage point it's a coping mechanism right so well it's like taking a painkiller mm-hmm. uh where Without instead fixing the root cause issue yeah and and you should be diving into the pain in this particular case hmm. when you're feeling off you should first try to understand what is off what is that feeling because you can temporary and again like energy work is easy once you understand it there is always a way to fix something energetically temporarily but if you don't fix the root cause, it's going to come back. The only way to ascend, right? And that's what, by the way, all of you are here to ascend because ascension is really your process of learning, your process of adventure, and your process of evolution, right? Mm-hmm. The only way that that happens is not through you taking painkillers, but through you going through experiences of and feeling things that you 
potentially don't want to feel, feel. So permanent change of the assemblage point is much more valuable than temporary shift because permanent change is a much more um, robust teacher. And this is something that, you know, you could take with you to the next incarnation. You know, it's, it's almost like taking on, unlocking a new level. All of a sudden that level is available to you. Uh, but a, a temporary change you might not be able to take with you to the next level. So where, where am I going with this? Is when you're feeling off, like you're feeling aggressive today, or you're feeling really sad and you want to cry your eyes out, right? And neither of these might feel good, right? And neither of this might feel like how you feel every day. The last thing you want to do is do a quick exercise to take a quick painkiller, so to say, to unfeel that. Because what that does is it creates kind of like the ripple effect in the water, but it doesn't upgrade you. In fact, if you dive into that issue deeper and try to understand what triggered you in the first place, what becomes possible is a slight vertical movement of your assemblage point up. So in fact, every time you get on a loop, especially if it's a loop of a particular kind of emotion or sentiment or feeling, whatever it is that you have, and a lot of you have more than one, oh. right? So like, let's say there is like a certain negative emotion or feeling that you're experiencing often. For some of you, it might be jealousy. For, for others, it might be uncontrollable sadness, whatever it is, lust, you know, you name it. Don't want to call it a sin. Nothing is a sin. But a particular emotion that might not be, you know, that pleasurable to you, make me, maybe doesn't make you feel good about yourself, maybe doesn't make you feel good like you're in control, right? It is an opening for you to dive deep and permanently change your perception about something instead of taking a quick shot on the arm and saying, you know what, I don't want to deal with it today. Hmm. I'll deal with it some other time. And that's the thing, like, your temporary alignments are so temporary and that same loop is going to come back to you on Tuesday or on Wednesday if you like just take a painkiller for it on Monday. Hmm. Because none of these loops are random. None, none of them are like a surprise. All of these lessons are put in front of you by your higher self and your path, right? And if you don't learn it, it's just going to come around back to you, back to you until you solve for it. Hmm. That's why people who are prone to depression, people who are prone to anxiety, like it really is not like a one-time endeavor. Or like people who are prone to panic attacks, it's not a one-time thing. Like you really deal with it. You really have it until you solve for it. Does it right. make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So, so in fact, I would like actually strongly recommend against going to practitioners that are going to promise to align your assemblage point. Yeah, what would be your advice um, around the assemblage point? I would say that the alignment of the chakras is about just as effective, if not more impactful, than just working with the assemblage point. Is there any practical uh, knowledge or like something that you can do based on this knowledge, like knowing about the assemblage point? Is there anything you can do about it? Or it's more like a knowledge 
like it's just good to know that there is one hmm this is a little bit of a theoretical construct mm-hmm. um one thing that could be practical is the fact that you know yes like truly if you're an optimist a realist a pessimist like there is something about how your energy moves that made you such right and it's probably because your higher self decided that the greatest expansion is going to happen from you having that point of view but it is not a predicament and it is not something that no matter what you're forever going to be this way it is possible if you really intend to and wish to with practice and over time to change that angle it is possible it's just not you know again like not immediate and there needs to be true intention and commitment to that path but you can change your perception by changing the angle of your assemblage point hmm. so it's like what comes first the angle or the perception <laughs> the angle comes first then the perception the so you change the angle perception. first and then your perception changes yeah so if you are a pessimist and then you want to become an optimist like you, you change kind of, the angle you change the angle first yeah so Again, like this is going to be a very temporary fix, but it is also a muscle that you get to train, right? Yeah. So what you want to do is in a meditative state, what you can imagine, right? Because, I mean, you already know if you skew optimistic or you skew pessimistic, right? Yeah, or you're about average. Like, I mean, if, you, if, if you're above, I don't know, a certain, certain age, you probably know. So based on that, right, um, you know that the energy enters your body under a certain angle so again if you are about a realist or an objective person it would kind of enter so imagine you have like a sphere or a cocoon or an egg right around your body which is the auric field right so the energy would um enter you straight um straight up what, what that means is it would like enter through like your heart center parallel to earth like it's a straight line it's a parallel line to the ground that is a realist somebody who is an optimist has um like almost like an upward angle so that ray of consciousness is going to come from above from like a higher degree almost like from the sun <laughs> you know cosmos yeah into your heart center because that's where you know roughly everybody's assemblage points are if you are skew a little pessimistic then um or bleak or just don't don't believe in the, that anything is ever going to work out then the energy is hitting your body from a downward angle so it moves from the earthly plane into your heart center so from down to your heart right and you can almost imagine that assemblage point as a ping pong ball, right? So it's um, like a sphere, like a glowing sphere, right? Um, but it's, uh, it's a ping pong ball that has like a laser 
type beam emanating from it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you want to temporarily shift your outlook, you can just, you know, take literally with your hand in a meditative state and rotate this ping pong ball laser beam into a direction that you want. Like if you feel like you're, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. Like you can turn it upwards and like just turn that um, ping pong ball so that that laser beam, instead of going from down into your heart center, goes from um, the sky or the cosmos or from the sun to your heart center. Mm. So really you just shift that angle while keeping the same exact place where it hits your body. So it basically can help you to look at things from a different perspective and maybe experience yes differently and then maybe you like it right and not only that but what i would recommend right because really what impacts your life the most is the choices that you make are the choices that you make right so I recommend for people that tend to skew pessimistic or even optimistic, if you want to go for, for another uh, point of view, listen, there is no right or wrong answer right here. Um, so decision-making is actually a pivotal point because every time we make a major decision, even a minor decision, we are in essence choosing one of the pathways forward, which is going to determine our future. So when you are in a pivotal state and you want to start creating permanent shifts in your assemblage point, I recommend before making that decision, doing this exercise and then actually looking at the world from a different perspective and looking at what might come up for you in the moment, because there might be solutions for you that you could not see under a different angle. All of a sudden, you know, an optimist might see 10 other things that you could be doing. Whereas under a different angle, you only really see one option and no choice. So it might actually be a healthy practice and a mindful practice that's good for you to shift your vibrations a little bit up, right? And by the way, no matter how optimistic you are, there is always a a more optimistic angle, Mm -hmm. right? There is always like there's no such thing as like complete perfection. You can always tweak your assemblage point to give you a more expansive view. Right. So you could um, basically, um, you know, you, you can start making major decisions from this pace of reality where your assemblage point is temporarily tweaked. Right. And then those decisions are going to make up your future. And those decisions are going to make up your life, right? And then, you know, you, then you're going to train your muscle and uh, in, in optimism, for, in, for instance, or like seeing, like having the, the glass half full instead of half empty. Right. And then you're going to start attracting more of that energy into your life. Now, our, ironically, because this is a temporary shift, you could also change that same construct, that assemblage point, the ping pong ball with a laser beam, you can shift it to higher chakras and see what comes through in decision-making for you. It is possible. It's a little bit harder, right? Because a lot of people, like for instance, with a crown center, a lot of people on planet Earth don't even know what that is, cannot connect with it, like don't feel that energy, don't get divine guidance, 
you know, all of that good stuff. But it is possible to do that and change your perception by moving temporarily in a meditative state, your assemblage point to higher um, chakras. And by mm. the way, the crown center is not the highest way you can go. You can just keep going up, right? You don't mm. even know, you don't even need to know what those chakras are called. Just like keep moving that ball up, upstairs, upstairs, like, and, and, and seeing how your perception of the world or the circumstance might feel. It actually help you cope with tough circumstances better, right? Because it's not about the decision. Sometimes it's about coping and understanding how you're going to deal with something. Divorce, yeah. death of a loved one, I don't know, breakup, any betrayal, any type of heartache situation, right? Uh, you might benefit from looking at it from a different perspective, which is really the assemblage point. Right, and we've uh, we've kind of discussed that there are two ways that you can do that, uh, just by shifting the angle or by actually shifting the vertical placement off of the assemblage point and just going to the higher centers. So, uh, is there a thing like um, power of the assemblage point, like how wide is the channel, or like something like that, like how much energy you maybe receive from the assemblage point? Not really. There, are, the assemblage point is not the only place that you receive your energy. Right. It's just your, you know, um, it is the point of perception. Got it. You know, you have other points where, like, the width, so to say, the propensity really matters. Like, given your chakras, um, like your crown and and the chakras in your feet, that is when when that really matters more. That's why I gave you the the analogy of a like a ping pong ball uh -huh. is because it's you know it doesn't have to be big it still works it's quite small and it's you know it's fairly consistent with humans and can it be manipulated by other people like for example yes if it is like for example you you said that it's better not to touch it right because like certain things you have to feel and live and experience but what if it was manipulated like to the benefit of somebody yeah uh, like how does it happen and uh, how can you maybe bring it back if you know that it was made by a person yeah it can be manipulated by people if there is a, a hole in your armor or you know you don't have enough protections um, and generally it is through some type of uh, black magic um, because it is a form of taking somebody's free will because a point of view and a perception of the world is the realm of free will and a choice that a person makes is it possible that you know somebody can mess with with your assemblage point absolutely um i mean it, voodoo magic for instance is like a good example of that not that we want to go in 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 that direction whatsoever mm -hmm. and then how do you deal with that is is you find people that um have a counter spell mm -hmm. you know where uh, for every bl black magician there is a white magician right um so you want to get help if you find that you know out of the blue you know your how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis really um 
changed to the negative and you don't know how it could be or you don't know why a, a potential reason one of the reasons not maybe the only reason could be that it is an outward influence and yes i i, I would uh suggest that you get help there are all types of healers energy healers pranic healers out there uh mages you know they deal with it but in this case would you maybe want to go to a person who can put it back like the assemblage point or you actually need the country spell it's not um it's not going to be about the assemblage point uh -huh. uh, meaning like you don't need to google can somebody fix my assemblage point it's um you really would just need to uh find the the healers like energy healers in your area uh or through word of mouth i actually don't recommend um so basically with any type of if we are talking about black magic, you might not be the right person to help yourself, even though you might be spiritually inclined because this, the spells that they use could be powered by f forces that are bigger than you or powered by covens of, of practitioners, right? So it's collective energy. Hmm. So uh, for you to get rid of that, you would need a counter energy of the same force which is I, again like i don't recommend you to attempt to do that yourself makes sense awesome yeah thank you so much for uh sharing this amazing information with us uh today um is there anything else that you would like to share about the assemblage point or we covered all the important topics would I want to share anything else? Well, I mean, it depends, right? If you want to um, have fun um, sometime in a meditative state, you could try to align with the assemblage points of the different planets in the solar system because they're very different from Earth. And the species that live there are very different. Um, so, uh, Venus, for instance, is, uh, has an assemblage point that is approaching the third eye area. And it's actually quite a fascinating place to be. And of course there are planets that are still in the sacral, um, or, you know, in, in the smack in the solar plexus. So it could be just a, an interesting exercise for you too you know, align with the assemblage points of like the main species on each of these planets in a meditative state and just kind of like perceive what's happening on planet Earth from their viewpoint. Hmm. That's fun. Yeah, it is a very fun exercise, actually. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, sharing this information with us uh, today. 